With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on February 27, 2019. I'm going to give you my usual little talk before we get going. You know, I have always thought that it was wrong to get little kids involved in political demonstrations. You see it all the time. There's some kid with a sign on his dad's shoulders, you know. But it is degrading, okay? Because when you're only 10 years old, everybody knows you don't know anything and you're just parroting what some puppet master tells you, you know, Carl Bernstein, the famous uh, Watergate reporter, he said that his parents were communists. So when he was a little kid, they took him out demonstrating in front of the White House. They lived in Washington. In front of the White House, he was demonstrating for the Communist Party. Okay? Now, why am I talking about this? Well, just this week, a bunch of little kids, maybe 10 years old, They called on Senator Dianne Feinstein uh, in California, and they told her that she has to take radical action to save the world from climate change. They want her to uh, endorse the Green New Deal, right? They insisted that she was in government to serve the people, and they, they were the people, so she had to do what they wanted. You know what? She said, hey, kids, I was just reelected by a big majority so i am representing the people so one kid says hey well we voted for you and feinstein says how old are you you little punk you didn't vote for me you know and i saw lots of people on twitter you know complaining that this proves that diane feinstein is what's wrong with america she's too old to be in her job But I thought that what she said was great. She told them how a democracy works. A few people don't run everything. Well, maybe they do, but not those guys. Anyway, I'm almost done. The kid's teacher was there. You know, she taught them how to make non-negotiable demands, obviously, but she forgot to tell them how the world works. And that's something we don't forget here on Jerry Jerry's the recruiting animal thank you jerry thank you uh oh you're welcome animal yeah yeah Jerry didn't bother to come today. I guess it's snowing outside. That's his excuse today. Who knows? He's always got something. Anyway, I want to thank my sponsors. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. And just, uh, I have to tell you something, Hire tool has a, a webinar fest, doing three dates with webinars with Todd Davis. He's been on the show. Uh, he's working at Indeed as a sourcer. He used to be with Google. Uh, he used to be with Amazon. And, and it's all about sourcing on Facebook. So Thursday, that's, who's doing that? Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, I guess that's 1 o'clock normal time, Eastern time, so it's tomorrow, next Tuesday, March the 5th, always 10 a.m. Pacific time, and then Tuesday, March the 12th. So I'll be telling you about those later dates again. All you have to remember now is tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific time, he's going to show you how to use Hire Tool. Let me see uh, if uh, anybody is here. Yeah, the guest is here. But Jerry, well, animal, I can't. Uh, animal. Yeah. Animal. Yeah. Real quick. Kathy? My mom went to summer camp with Diane Feinstein. 
she never oh, liked your, her. Your mom was your mom was eighty five when she died. Or she was eighty four. Oh yeah. Can you believe it, Kathy? The guest has like uh, he's a, he's not in a restaurant, but he's got a ton of noise behind him there. I haven't talked no. to him, but I that's all that noise is coming from can the guest. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Terrible. Yeah, I, I can hear mute. you now. I was muted before. It wasn't me. That wasn't you. No, I was I was a mute. Okay, we've only got you know right now. There's uh, area code two ten. Is that Michael G. Cox? He's muted. Okay, let's get going. Thank you, Kathy, for that. Okay. Anyway, this guy's name today, his name is Hamlet. I never met anybody. Hamlet is the most famous play in the English language. I've never met anybody named Hamlet, but his name is Amleto, which, is that how you say your name? Yes, Amleto? correct. That's correct. You, okay. you say and, and, right. But I, I looked it up. That's an Italian name. Are you Italian? I'm Italian originally, yeah. I've uh, lived oh, okay, in Okay, but you're living uh, in Barcelona, Spain, right? Yes. Now I am, okay. yes, indeed. Okay, and your name is Montanari, your last name? Montanari, yes. Montanari, yes. okay, well. thanks. Yes. Great. Italian. Okay, yeah, okay, lots of Italians here where I live. Okay, so yes. you gave up a good job. You were a VP of strategy at J.P. Morgan, okay, and you have two kids, and you threw it all away to start up this company called Flutter, F-L-U-T-T-R. Am I right so far? Yes, absolutely. You threw it all away because this was a passion for you. Hiring was a passion for you, okay? And I, I, I looked at – you've got a nice little video that explains everything about your, your, your offering, and I went there and I, I joined, so I took a good look at it. Let's just run through it and tell everybody how it works. First of all, you don't give a hoot about resumes. Resumes are on the back burner for you. Am I right about that? Yes, uh, we treat it as a complementary tool to what uh, what should be assessment of a candidate. So today, okay, it's like a side dish. Okay, a yes, compliment. It so it's not the main, not the main uh, main dish. It's it's on mm-hmm. the side, right? It's like the mashed potatoes. Okay, uh, but is your product? Is it only for applicants? I guess it's only for applicants. It's for people who are applying for a job. It's not for sourced candidates. We'll come back to that later. So resumes aren't important. Someone applies for a job, and they go to this. What do they go to your website, or or there's a link to your website uh, on the job no, ad? Is that what happens? No. So the company comes to our website. It's clients, so it's a SaaS tool. So companies pay for it, and uh, they set up a challenge, what we call a challenge, which is a test. No, a no, no. Oh, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead okay, of me, okay? But then basically okay. candidates are you know, like I'm, I'm advertising for a senior recruiter, okay? Where is someone going to see it? On monster.com, and then there's a link to your no. website? You send them out. Why not? Doesn't that make sense? Why not? It does, it does. It does. But we need to talk to monster.com first. Well, what, what do you mean? The, the, the company just has to include a link in their ads. Go... If you want to do it. So anyway, you go, if you're an applicant, you go and do this test. They, I don't know, Amleto's going to tell us, you have to do a test. I I looked at the test for a senior recruiter. It was pretty tough. I can can read out some of the questions. But who makes these tests? And Uh, it's going to take two hours. This is not a little test. The one that I looked at said it's going to take two hours to do that test. Who writes that test? Yeah, so we have uh, experts as for our uh, network uh, that write the test for us, and then we have uh, it's a referral program. So we do marketing for the experts uh, that write tests for us, and then every time a company pays for our solution because they use the test of one of the experts, uh, we basically do a revenue share. So basically, it's so you, you you pay. So these are paid experts. So the yeah. thing is, but you're getting ahead of me. Don't rush, okay? Sorry. First, before the expert grades a thing, they have to write them. You've got what you call templates. You can put it yeah. in your own challenge. You can put in your own test. You can write your own test with all the questions that are important to you, or you can use a template that you guys supply. Okay, yeah. and and the ones I looked at, you know, they were they were pretty tough. Okay, then. Yeah. Then, after the person completes the test, it goes to an expert who isn't even in the company. 
It's it not in a hiring company. company. No, it, could it can be. be in the hiring company or it could be an expert that we can, we can provide. So in okay. both ways. Okay. And so this is your big deal. The expert doesn't know the age, uh, the name, the sex, or the race of the applicant, right? Absolutely. They know nothing about the candidate. They just know that there's a response with the username. That's it. Okay. And then they grade the test. Yes, they, right? they get the responses, and then yeah. uh, based on that, we, we, we give a feedback to the HR department. Okay, but the candidate can go and look at a, like a leaderboard and, and find his or her ranking there compared to the other candidates. Is that true? That's true. That's true. So basically, there is a very direct feedback that the candidate gets every time that an expert uh, ranks a uh, response. The, can, the experts... Uh, do an evaluation between one and five stars. And when then we take that and translate the stars in points, we add some extra points uh, depending on a few other things. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm doing all the talking here because you're mumbling and it isn't clear to begin with. Okay, okay. please so, uh, let me try show. to make it so, figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's not you're not coming through as clear as a bell. I mean, people have got to uh, understand what you're doing here. Okay, yeah. so here's a question. When these candidates, you know, the applicants are coming in at different times, and so as the, as the experts grade their tests, does their position, does their rank change? So I might look at the, uh, at the leaderboard today, and I'm number two. Tomorrow I'm number five. Is that, is that what happens? That is true. That is correct. Yeah. And then uh, what we do is that the candidate goes on the – goes on the leaderboard, they see their number two, we notify them, and then uh, we track their behavior, oh, their behavior on our tools, on our system. So if you're really interested in the position, for example, you're number two, you come back to our system to check if you're still number two or somebody has overtook you. Uh, then you're going to open all emails, uh, you're going to click on the links that we send on the emails, and basically we track the behavior of the candidates to tell the company how motivated and engaged they are with the opportunity. So to uh -huh. give you an example, I've had, uh, we've had a few candidates that were number one, but they would never log in in our system to check if they were still number one. Really? They didn't open email. Yeah. So basically, that is a signal, a flag that we give to the company that something is going on. And generally, when that happens, is that because the candidate has another offer already. So we try to give more data to the company about what the real interest of a candidate of a candidate is because of course when you're interviewing somebody uh, what happens is that everybody looks extremely motivated but in reality many are not okay okay so hold on a second would that not, what? Would that not create some sort of a negative bias like well we only want to talk to the candidates that are very interested in us you know what the sound is so Mike you gotta hold on Mike the sound is so terrible. It's getting worse. Okay, it seems to be okay. Michael G. Cox, what's what's your point that if they know they're going to be biased in favor of the candidate who's motivated? Is that what you're saying? He wants them to be biased that way. Well, well, then then that really doesn't focus in on the ability of the candidate. Um, I, I've I've had hiring managers in the past that passed on a candidate because the candidate hadn't researched the company. And you know that that play that has nothing to do with the candidate's ability to do the job well. Hamlet, but in Hamlet. our in our in our system, uh, the company has already the, the the evaluation of the test. So the candidate has done a test. Uh, they prove uh, uh, that they can do the job, and then basically uh, we track on top of it how motivated they are. So what we do, but is we what, run. what 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 does the tracking of the motivation do to a company, a hiring manager, or whoever is conducting that final evaluation? They give it's an extra data point that generally you don't have, and we tell you if the so to give you an example, I think it's easier. We've had a person in sales that then was hired that she used to look in the system every day.
so that showed that was extremely motivated the candidate and or desperate actually, or desperate or, or, or desperate. Well, so what, you can you can we don't interpret the data we give the data and then the company interprets the data in the way they prefer that's dangerous michael g cox i think you're making a mountain out of a molehill here okay well you can think that all you want but i i've seen hiring managers both where i work and where i've worked in the past that that pass on an excellent candidate because they are, you know, not doing their research on an organization. Well, don't you um, think that's significant? Let me ask you. Let me uh, let the candidate right. comes to you. I agree you say, with well, Michael. I agree with Michael. He's right. Thank you, Kathy. If, if you are one of many employers that this candidate has access to and possible interest in, you know, and they are very capable of coming here and, and doing something really good. I, I don't think we should hold it against them that they didn't click on a daily basis or award more points to somebody that was just clicking every day multiple times a day just because maybe that's geared, that's the way their personality is geared. Yeah, well, hold on, or, Mike. Mike, let me, let me, let me before Kathy uh, came in there, I was asking you a question. You're interviewing somebody for a sales job, okay? The person seems pretty good, but they don't know anything about your company. They haven't taken the trouble to find out about you. Shouldn't that be something you're aware of, and shouldn't it influence you? No. No, I'll, I'll often ask candidates, hey, I know that you applied for this position three weeks ago, or I know that you've never heard of us because I'm calling you, um, and, and I'm just curious. Have you had an opportunity to check us out? And if so, what have you found out? No, I haven't had a chance. Fine, let me give you a quick overview. That's my job. Well, that's different. When you're called, these we're not talking here about candidates who are uh, uh, who, who are sourced. We're talking about applicants, okay? And yeah, they, and they, some applicants will just apply in a specific region, let's say Austin, Texas, for. Yeah account executive positions that are outside sales and business to business. And uh, your assumption is that they have to sell themselves and I don't have to sell them? Well, yeah. Hold on a second. These guys have written, at this point, they've written a two-hour test, right? They've taken a test. Yes, sit through that. Who's going to sit through that? That's like only the most desperate are going to sit through two hours worth of the test. Uh, what about what do you say about that, Hamlet? The Mike Michael G. Cox it's, is saying uh, that. So, yeah, no, I have heard, I've heard. So, well, well, this is data on our system. So, if you don't talk to uh, to the candidate at all, so you have done no pre-screening, uh, you just send them the link with the invitation, and then uh, we do the uh, the uh, the reminders automatically. We built a system for reminders. You're gonna have about 45% of all candidates uh, that are gonna do the test without talking to them. Uh-huh. If you what talk if you to them if, and then you do the you screening. What, what if you don't Again, again, well. you're, you're giving Kathy, us numbers. are you on a phone? I, Kathy, your say. sound is worse than Am- Amleto's. Well, where are you? On the moon? No, I'm I'm here. I'm on my phone yeah, in my closet. Pick up your phone. I did. Dark side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'll call back in. No, no, no. You're okay in. now. You're okay now. Okay. You're okay now. You're okay well, now. Ask your question. What if you don't test well? I mean, it takes all of the personal interaction out of the whole. I mean, listen, I respect you. You're a VP at J.P. Morgan. You were the type of candidate I would have loved to have had. And I know you know what you're doing, but I just think it's way too automated, and it's not personal, and it's not making the extra effort to speak out to that candidate directly first. I don't test well, let's say, on an SAT, but I got straight A's. I mean, I fluctuate. Sure, no, 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 and, and the VP thing is uh, something that I think is complementary to, to who I am. So, the, but the, the thing is that we, we don't tell companies how to do the test. So we have companies that send it to everybody because they find actually at the end uh, they are interviewing the really best five candidates. So we have companies that send for a graphic designer, for example. Yeah, but there are some candidates that may not answer your questions well because they just don't test well. Or they could be, you know, what is it? You know, but, it's just but not the test is, is a skills test. So, for example, in graphic design, it's a, it's a test for a graphic designer. In sales, uh, 
is, for example, assessing sales is, uh, tell me who the best five companies you think would be for our company. Pick uh, one person that you think would be the right person to talk to. And why don't you do it over email. the phone? And that, I don't understand why you don't do that over that, the phone. That would you, yeah, but that, to you as a recruiter, would take you how long to do 30 interviews, for example, over the phone with that right. question. To right. you as a recruiter, it doesn't take you any time to do that using our system. Oh, yes, system. it did. I worked and for Deloitte. No. The, I worked for Deloitte as an executive recruiter, and my phone mm. screens were typically 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's normal. But but then but then what I'm saying is that you send a test, the people do the test, the experts in your company or part of our network, uh, they would do the reviews. They tell you who the best ones are. You are going to do the pre-screening interview, not with everybody, but with the ones that are the best. And over yeah. time, you're going to save tons of time. I don't. Um, my, okay. I, so, I think I think, I think my on. only concern. Oh, yeah, thank you. I think my only concern is there is a caveat. Your guest is stating that these individuals go through the test, and then you're able to interview only the best. But keep in mind, the test in and of itself is something that may, and I, I would venture to say that will, eliminate individuals from the running simply because I don't have time for this, or this is ridiculous, I or I don't... So, so it's automatically screening out possible candidates that would be really good. So it would be more accurate to say this test will surface the top candidates that actually spent the time, had the time, and, and maybe a certain level of not just interest, but um, maybe, I don't want to, desperation to complete the whole thing. I don't know, but okay. it's, uh, it's, uh, that, that is in the case you do it at the very beginning. In the case you do at the very end, like let's say the last step of the funnel, it's not a matter of desperation, it's a matter of engagement. Uh, and so you'll find that the completion rate for candidates, uh, they do it at the very end of the funnel, 90%. So if you say your last 10 candidates, best 10 candidates you, you've done, you have, do the test. Hold on, uh, let me ask a question. Oh, 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 beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep, hey, 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 let me ask a question. Okay, you said that some companies actually screen the candidate before they give the test. Is, is that what you're saying? What's the, what's the yeah. right yeah, way to give absolutely. the test? It's, Sorry? Uh, it's up to, we, we, leave it to the comp we leave it to the company. So, for example, if the company feels comfortable sending it at the very beginning because they have a lot of applications, they do it at the beginning. If instead, for example, our roles that are more senior or roles that are tech in tech where there are not a lot of candidates, it's generally better to do it at the very end. So that's not something we, we, we tell company, this is the best way of doing it and this is where you should stick to. I think it needs to be flexible enough to adapt to what a company feels it's the best way of doing it for their company. Okay, so Ma Michael and Kathy, Michael and Kathy, so does that change your attitude? If what if the company <coughs> actually interviews somebody first or screens them at least, and then then gives them this this technical test? Is that different? I think that's. I think there is a difference. Yeah, I think that would be more appropriate. Absolutely. Okay. If they personally okay. speak to them, yeah. Okay, the, but they're just. Does there have to be an interview? I, so when I first saw it, I thought maybe there's no interview at all. You don't really need an interview. Which, which scares me because that makes it all automated. And, Michael, you know, I'm sorry due to my, my lapse of memory, but, you know, he really stated it much more eloqu eloquently than I could. And I think that they are losing out on talent if you do it first. Yeah. I think a competency I, I test is, is, is useful, but not judge whether a candidate is qualified or not just on that. Okay, well, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. What, what, if, what if first they do this skill test and then they get a psych test? You know, I hate both, uh, <laughs> I'm and Leto and I both, we're both, uh, we're both followers of, uh, and I think fans, uh, I'd say, of Thomas Shamoro Premusich. He's been on the yeah. show a couple of times. Okay, and he yeah. kind of, he says interviews are nonsense, really, essentially, and that a psych test does better. So what if someone did one of these technical tests and then a psych test, 
you wouldn't have to interview him at all, theoretically. Am I right about that, Amleto? Yeah, you can actually on our platform uh, we are beta testing uh, psych tests, and that's how I I got in touch with Thomas. Uh, because oh, the gosh. idea is that you do the skills test, and then later you can do. Well, but again, it's up to the company. You can do the the, the attitude Does any, test. Is, is any company uh, considering again, that? Is any company considering that, like for a, a, a significant position, just giving the the skills test and the psych test? And, and hiring I them on that venture, basis, I would venture to say that even the um, uh, the the organizations that produce those psych tests aren't doing that. I, the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's really there's the no way they're going to hire somebody and throw a hundred thousand dollars at the dude just based on a psych test. But and no, no, no. But there, there's no, and there's no point. And I think. Uh, and I, I think it's very important. I mean, in the recruitment process, I think the human contact is fundamental. You need to understand as a candidate what's the culture of the company, who I'm going to be working with, and you need to do exactly the same thing. Okay, so let's come back to that. Let's, okay, Wait, let's Animal, come back to can I? No, no, I got to do an ad. I got, yeah. I, I got to do an ad. I want to ask really quick, does your company have any interaction, you know, a company, the candidate on the phone, at all, or is it all automated? No, not us. Not us. It's the company. It's yeah. the airing company. He already no. said, okay. Kathy, we we'll come back to that. I, I got, okay. I got I to gotta get some ads in here. Hey, everybody, Recruiting Animal for <laughs> PC Recruiter. You know what we love about PC Recruiter? Michael G. Cox, can you tell, him, tell us? It is configurable. It's configurable. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, you know what it's configurable been means, into my everybody? brain. Yeah, configurable. You know what it means? It means that you design the software to suit your own workflow, your own practices. They don't have somebody up in head office telling you what to do. You tell them. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, they've got a team there of very friendly people to help you configure the software. And they don't care if you're a kitchen table recruiter like Jerry sitting at your own home or you're in a big office with a million other recruiters, big or small. They love them all. If you're a recruiter, they want to help you. So go check them out at pcrecruiter.net. Lately, I've been talking about their new candidate presenta- presentation feature. You send a link to the candidate uh, to the client. Client presses the link. It goes to a, a page that presents the candidate. You set that up exactly the way you want. They don't set up some pre-formatted page, it's you do it. And, and and I'll go back into that another time. Back to the to the show, our, our guest from Spain and Mileto Montaneri and Flutter, you named it Flutter, F-L-U-T-T-R. There's a lot of other companies apparently named Flutter. I mean, don't you have a problem with disambiguation? We are going to, we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to change the name sooner or later. Good. When when we created the company, there wasn't other where where another platters, but now they are. So we're going we're going we have uh, another. Flutter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you should yeah, come. Yeah. We should have a contest on this show, a challenge for people to I pick l- a good name for you. <laughs> Kathy, I love it. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy, what was your question before before I cut? Okay, Kathy, he said they can have they can talk to somebody like an interview. What's the no? What is the point of an interview? You, what's your idea of why an interview is important? You started telling Kathy before I went on that ad. What, what's the point of an uh, interview? I, 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 I was I was thinking, so on the interview. I think uh, interviews if they're not, if they're not structured, uh, um, they present issues with bias. So generally, we tend to make a judgment on a person in the very first minutes uh, we meet them, and then uh, we don't. We, you can't really assess the skills of a person, the technical skills of a person in an interview. So what you try agree. to get out is the person. I don't agree. Respectfully, um, I don't agree. I mean, I, according I respectfully to respectfully uh, disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I, I What's don't your agree. Issue, Kathy? I mean, what? Why not? What? Why, well, what, what you, you know, think? according to OFCCP compliance, you're supposed to ask the same questions of every candidate, and if you're a good recruiter, you're going to have some technical questions in your phone screens, and they're all going to be the same questions for everybody. So you can assess Kathy. their skills over the phone. 
But okay. Kathy, so let's say let's say your head of design is telling you that he's looking for a certain type of designer. Now you ask the questions over the phone, but you're not a designer. So how can you assess if you, somebody's really technically good to be a designer if you're not a designer? Yes. Great I mean that's question. that's that uh, that's our job. I mean, we can do technical re- recruiting, we can do hospitality recruiting, we have to learn what is pertinent to those positions, talk to our hiring managers, get knowledgeable about it. We are not technical, we're not in hospitality, but that's our job, is to assess those skills. Yeah, but one of his issues, like he says it in his video, he wants to sidestep the ignorant recruiters who don't understand the job, right? That's what he wants. Those are bad recruiters. Those are bad recruiters. That's I, I the recruiters that give us a bad name, and I and I take umbrage with that. You know, I did it for 20 years and worked my way up. And you know, you have to learn what your hiring manager wants, what the skills are, what type of projects they work on. Ask the pertinent questions. If you don't know the answer, you ask the candidate what the answer would be. Uh, you know, so in other words, you're just eliminating recruiters altogether. Yeah. Which well, yeah. You well, need the human head. Well, wait a second, well, Kathy. No. Hold on. You said you asked. Right, we asked one of my that. questions. Are you eliminating recruiters? That's what it sounds like. No, I'm not eliminating at all. I want recruiters. These are generally people that have uh, that have um, skills in psychology. In uh, they are more toward the human being uh, to actually check effort from assessing technically a candidate. Okay, but let me ask and you: What about candidates? Experts, uh, what about candidates for human capital? I mean, those people are working with people, and who better to ask them than recruiters, totally. real people? Absolutely, absolutely. But that, but that's that's a, so that's a very so in my, in my view, this is a, I could be totally ignorant on this, but in my view, HR has been put in charge of recruit, recruiting uh, because there was a hole to fill. So the per, the best people to assess is if a candidate is good or not at doing the job is not HR. It's not human resources. I agree. It's the hiring it's the manager. Hiring team. It's the hiring team. But the hiring right. team is too busy doing the job they're doing. And so somebody else in HR has been put in charge to actually do that job. So what we've seen in our, in our platform, we also ask HR departments to give us the assessment of the CV on stars. And so this is, this is, these are numbers that come from our platform. 50% of all the CVs run four stars, which are generally very good, and actually is the biggest percentage of CVs that we have on our platform. 50% of those are actually ranking uh, like bad, very bad, from bad to very bad when they do a challenge. So basically, there is a mismatch between what's the represent- representation of that candidate, even after the pre-screen, to actually the real technical skills. But then that's all on the client. Wait a second. I want to upgrade. Oh, I got up. I'm going to dominate okay. here. What he's saying is, what he's saying is, and this is interesting, he's saying that a lot of the people who eventually get hired have crappy resumes. Is that what you're saying, Hamlet? <laughs> no, I'm saying that a lot of people that get to the interviews with the hiring manager are actually crappy, and they shouldn't be there in the first place. Not and it. then some well, of these, they even they end up well, being no, no, let me, let me guide you. Let me walk you through this. How do they get there if they're crappy? How do they Shitty get to the hiring manager? Hamlet. Jerry said it. Oh, my Bad recruiters. He uh, was said. Right. Bad recruiters. Bad recruiters. You know, the companies I worked for, they had senior VPs like you interviewing candidates. There was a panel. They weren't Uh HR people. Okay. But what his point is, that that, that the resume, assessment of the resume, and now he's saying a screening as well, they're irrelevant. What counts most is the test. No. That's what counts. That's kind of interesting. No, it's a... it's he a, says it in the video as well. He, what, he says, he it, said, well, look, hold on a second. I'm, I'm talking in your favor here. He says that a no, lot no, of people, really. their resumes don't look that good, but when they take the test, 
they're the you know high-ranking candidates. Am I right, Hamlet? You, you'd be amazed. So what, what, what happens is that we have companies that have hired candidates they would have not interviewed, and all those candidates hired, that they are still there, and the company is very complimentary about the job they did. And it's, these are candidates where their CV, so we have a candidate, a, a, this is a designer. This designer presented the CV. The CV was very badly designed. This is an animation designer. So presented the CV. The CV was very bad. This person didn't have a LinkedIn profile. And so the IT manager was like, I'm never going to mm-hmm. interview this person. The HR manager Loser. Said, They send the test anyway to everybody. They send the test to everybody. The IT manager, because the test is blind, so the, the evaluation is blind, reviewed the test. And that test from that girl was actually the best one by far compared to everybody else. When she realized that the CV, the CV was behind it, the interviewed her, she said that she's not into social networks, and that's why she didn't have a LinkedIn profile. And then she's still working there. It's one year and a half. That, that is a hot it. selling point. If, if he's getting people, he's finding these gems who the resume wouldn't reveal them, and even maybe a recruiter pre-screen wouldn't wouldn't turn them up uh, as a, as a you know a, a likely candidate, and they're getting through this way. Uh, uh, that that impresses me. Anybody so else want to comment on that? Yeah, it, the thing is that these sorts of tools they do put lots of bad recruiters at risk, and um, I, I think they they certainly have a place. I don't know about the the length. My concern is the length of that test. You mentioned a two-hour test. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my, my concern is we're going to have candidates drop off, whether they be active job seekers or passive job seekers that already have a job or a combination of the two individuals that are actively looking but have plenty of opportunities knocking at their door. And and, and that's a concern for me. Yeah, you might so be right. It's, uh, it's it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, you are right. So the longer the test, the bigger the drop-off is going to be. But uh, to give you an yep. example, we have a company now, they put together a test for PR. We didn't have one, they put it together. And the test literally takes 15 minutes to be put together, and it was yep. a charm. So the vast majority of candidates, they did it. Uh, and it, this is very, it's very subtle. So for example, it was write a, write a press release, okay? And the way a person actually approaches the task uh, tells you a lot about the way they work. So we had people that just did a very blunt thing, people that were very meticulous about how they were writing it, how they were writing the different content, uh, the format of the content. Uh, and it show, it, very quickly you see, oh, wow, this person, look at the attention of details they have. Look at the knowledge they have because they actually wrote the, the message this way. That gives a lot more information away than just uh, saying, okay, how many years have you worked in PR? Um, I've got to do another ad. You? Kathy, I'll come, Kathy, I'll come okay. back to you, okay? Hey, everybody. Okay. You know, my friend Nick Livingston over at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, he emailed me last week because he wanted me to tell you that you can schedule, screen, and submit talent faster with Honeit Interview Technology. And you know why? Because Honeit automatically records and transcribes your phone interview so you can enjoy your conversations instead of worrying about taking notes or, or missing something. And you know what? It also makes them searchable for all the important keywords because as soon as the uh, interview is over, it, it turns up as, a, as a, a printed out document. So even in a long conversation, you can find the part you want. Nothing is lost. Instead of time-consuming write-ups, write-ups, <laughs> This is my first time with this one, okay? Hone It lets you create 30-second sound bites that bring your candidate's submittals to life and help others to quickly hear a candidate's domain knowledge, technical skills, and personality, okay? The system was designed by recruiters who tried all the video tools but realized it's our daily candidate conversations that really still count. The best part is that zero integration is required. Simply connect your Google or Outlook calendar, place a Honit scheduling link anywhere in your workflow. Honit works with every ATS or CRM. You're never going to look at phone interviews the same once you've experienced H-O-N-E-I-T.com. 
I'm going to rewrite that, Nick. <laughs> if you're listening today, I am rewriting it. It's not bad, but I'll edit it. I'm going to streamline it for you. Okay, Kathy. Kathy, I just have over a question. I mean, if yeah. you're questioning the um, skill level of recruiters doing phone screens, who are the people that are um, compiling your, your tests? I mean, are they? They're, 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 they're subject are domain, they they're domain experts. They're subject matter experts. They're domain experts on the job, yeah. Okay. Okay. So but I, you said I something. So the, the, okay, you said something. So and uh, to the point. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you can finish. No, no, finish. no. no about, about the killing, killing, uh, killing back recruiters. I don't want to. I don't think it's uh, the ambition here to kill anybody. The idea is to empower no. every recruiter to ensure that they they bring uh, the best candidates in front of the hiring manager at the end. And yeah. I think that's very important because then okay, if you have but five you also no, 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 wait a second. You, you advertise that that this makes hiring forty percent faster. Where, where do you pull that number out of? Yeah. So basically, uh, because you end up interviewing uh, uh, better candidates, you would just looking at the CV and generally doing the pre-screening call. What happens is that instead of, instead of this is a statistic we gather from uh, every every client we work with, generally five candidates to get in front of the uh, of the hiring manager, one is good, and the hiring manager feels can extend an offer. But if that one falls through, you need Hold to restart on. the process. Five candidates and, and, and only one is good. So if the first one he chooses, if the candidate the first choice says, no, I'm not interested, or, you know, the money's not right, you know, we can't come to an agreement for some reason, uh, or I'm taking a different position, then there's no follow-up. There's no backup candidates. After five interviews, that's what you're saying? And then you need to start again. And that's what makes hiring uh, so challenging and long at times. You don't have a backup candidate. I don't think that's true. I think if you've got five shortlisted, you're going to find more than one candidate in there that's worth hiring. Anybody want to back me up on that? I agree. Well, they're on the short list for a reason. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I agree. But let me go back to interviews. Never okay. okay. Here's what you were saying with interviews. Uh, they're terribly biased. But if you're getting a, a, a technical assessment from, let's say, this test, then you do an interview – what the, what the interview is, the interview actually doesn't matter if you're biased. If you, you're looking at the interview to see if this is a person I can really work with, you already know the technical skill from the test, right? So if, if yeah. you know, you've got your own biases, you like people who are tall or people who are short or, or people who are very relaxed or people who are formal, uh, you know, your biases are what count. You want, you want to work with someone uh, who plays to your biases? Those are the kind of people you're going to be enjoy hanging around with eight hours a day. Am I right about that? But Once you separate totally, the technical totally. skill, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally. But what happens is that, so for example, let's say you have one of those candidates that you don't generally feel comfortable working with. I don't know why, for reason. For example, in a young startup where there might be somebody that is uh, uh, overaged. Uh, and more experience, uh, and you feel you don't feel comfortable. Now, if that person does the test and does the test extremely well, now when it's sitting in front of you, you see it completely differently because you want to work also with the best people. You don't just want people that look like you. And so uh, that changes the perspective on the bias thing because bias is, okay. I mean, it's natural to our human, uh, us as a human being. But when you have bias before, knowing if somebody's good or not, you're actually up. It actually happens to these candidates are very good. Okay, you, now, you, you have a story. There's a story I want to get out here. You have a story about a bad boss. I loved it. Whoever wrote it, if you wrote it, it was well done. Um, and, you, you know, while you're reading the story, you hate her. Do you want to tell the story about her? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's part of our blog. So our blog is uh, supposed to have a twist, uh, twist uh, perspective on things and show bad stories of uh, bad eyes. And uh, it's, uh, it's a story of, uh, of a bad boss that doesn't value. Look, uh, I asked you to tell uh, it. Look, if you're not going to tell it, I'll have to tell it myself, okay? He had a boss. <laughs> tell it yours. It was yeah. him. It was him, it's another me, guy. Uh, and him, another guy, and a woman. She was the boss, and she was very sociable, 
Uh, she, he said she managed up very well, but she was a bad manager for her subordinates. She would add a little something to their work. It could be just a word, and then she would claim it as her own, right? And so they hated her. Then what happened? She, uh, she got sick or she had to stay away for eight weeks. She went on a trip, something like that. And, oh, no, you went yeah. on a trip. You went away for eight weeks, and she couldn't, she couldn't get the work done because she had no ability of her own, and it was exposed, and she got fired, right? And the thing is, yeah. you say that if, if, if your employer would have been using Flutter, they would have seen that right away, and it wouldn't have been an issue. Is that, that's what the point of that story, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a... It's, uh, it's, um well, it's a true story. I mean, that's, uh, I, I, it's not a personal one, but it's a true story, and uh, it's, uh, it happens. And I think everybody's been there where uh, there's a boss that claims uh, they can do everything. They're very good and take uh, ideas away from the team. Yeah, but hold then, on a uh, second. When, uh, you take it, wait a second. You take it a step further in that story. You say she was so good at networking. Uh, especially, you know, selling herself to uh, the senior executives, you said that she would have been much better in sales and, and that that Flutter would have caught that. How would Flutter have figured out that she's a good salesperson? I don't get it from what you've told us today uh, about unless, the test. Maybe they would have done a, uh, like a general, do you have like a general exam that shows all no, possible, like an no, as that No, no, kind of that's thing? like a, an assessment, skill, general skill assessment? No. Yeah. Okay. It's a hey, psychometric test. It's a psychometric test. So it's, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the Big Five. Yeah. With what? So we, in, uh, in Flutter, you can set up a trait. Big Five challenge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in Flutter, you can use that to complement the technical skills test. Okay, that's what I was so asking you before. Okay, yeah. So how, yeah, how long so does the psych test? Yeah. How long? Go, sorry, so go ahead. Go ahead. 12 minutes. Twelve minutes. It 12 takes minutes? twelve minutes for the candidates to complete it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Wow. That's all. You can do it via mobile too. And then so, what we so do you is have psychometric tests and also skills assessments. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. can do both. But the psycho psychometric, it's, 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 it sounds like he doesn't put much uh, importance on it. It's like a ten-minute test. The other one's two hours long. Right. Right now, right now it's because we are learning things. So it's, uh, it's something we don't. You can set it up. I can set it up for you if, if you're a customer, uh -huh. and uh, we talk only to the customers about it. Because there's a lot of things that I think we need to learn. So to give you an example, we do something. I, you were talking about biometrics uh, a few shows ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. We do something similar. So the company creates what we call a model. The best employees they have in a certain role, they do the test. The psychometric test. We create a model using an algorithm that we uh, developed, uh, and then every candidate is matched against the model that we created. Uh, okay, now, but the model. That, you know, do you create? Hold on. You create a model in Pymetrics. It's created by looking at the people who are successful in the job already, yeah. and then measuring the candidates yeah. against them. Same thing. Right. Same thing. But people say. Same thing. But I've seen the the critics say that you might be measuring it against uh, irrelevant characteristics. Uh, I think that's unlikely. But uh, uh, that's no. uh, so. For example, to give you to give you an idea on sales, uh, because the, this you know what? Let me let me switch. I, I want to get this question. I want to get a question out before, and we'll come back to this if we have a minute. I have to do another ad, but also let's say the company, the hiring manager, I want a problem solver. That's very common. I want someone who's analytic. Mm. I want a problem solver. How do you test for that? How, do, you, do you have any idea? Would, or, or, pardon me? The, the, problem sol the problem solver will come out of the challenge, not the psychometric test. If you're yeah, a problem what, solver, yeah, I, I know, you give them but, a problem and see how they fix it. So, so the like psychometric a, test, uh, it will tell you... The big five will not tell you somebody's a problem. No, 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 solver. but uh, no, no, I mean, I'm going, I'm forget the, forget the psychometric test. I'm not talking about the psychometric <laughs> test anymore. Sorry. The problem solving test. Okay. Give me, can you give me a real example? Can you give me an example of a question that you've ever seen? Maybe, maybe this is outside of your range of knowledge. Sure. And it's in the, can you, can you remember uh, anything that, you know, no, no, no. this is a, a problem solver? So, um, to give you an example, UX designer, uh, generally problem solving is a very important thing. Uh, there's a flow, user flow that is created, 
uh, in, the, in one of the templates and then say, we have a large drop off uh, of people here now in this part of the flow. Fix the problem and tell us how you would do it. And that's uh, the okay. way. Okay, so those are like technical. You, you but, those are, are, yeah. but if someone was a recruiter and you're looking for a recruiter who can solve problems, it's harder to come up with a, with a question because it's not a technical issue. It's not can, obvi obviously oh, technical. Sure. I, can I, I ask your guest well, a question? Go ahead, Kathy. Well, Kathy, okay. go ahead. Again, I really respect your positions that you've had previously. And in kind, I hope you respect recruiters who are good and do these type of assessments very well, you know, on the phone. Um, and give us, don't give us such a bad name. Those of us that are pretty good couldn't care less. We're too damn busy. I know, but still. I mean, I, I don't like being demeaned. I mean, I'm not that he demeaned us, but, you know, we, we are an important asset to companies. No, you fight back, Kathy. Totally you agree. fight back. I, 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 totally, <laughs> I, I totally agree. So, but, but how long it takes you to assess 10 candidates over the phone? 45 and, minutes. Uh, and then 45 minutes each. Mm -hmm. So it's 450 minutes. Now, you send a link to these candidates. You do a pre-screening uh, of, let's say, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then you send them the link. They'll come back to you. On our platform, generally, to review a test, it takes no more than five minutes. The experts in your, in, in your team or our team will review it. We'll give you a feedback. And then uh, instead of interviewing just 10 people, you can actually screen 30 people. So Kathy, Kathy, hold on, Hamlet, Hamlet, there's not much time. Let me, Hamlet, I did some research. I'll give you your own figures. And there, in his article, he says every corporate job attracts about 250 resumes. Only four or six of these people are going to get called for an interview. Okay, you don't, you don't, the recruiters don't have enough time to uh, process the number of applicants. That's why he believes it's necessary. Uh, you know, Kathy, I think maybe he's, he's operating in a different realm uh, than we are. We're headhunters, okay? We're always looking for, you know, uh, a kind of person that's very hard to find. He's, he's, uh, he's talking about a company that's advertising to a mass audience. Maybe that's the difference. Account, maybe that would account for No, the, I can see that. I just wanted, you know, to note that we, are, we have an important part in the hiring process. He's European. What do you expect, okay? We're North <laughs> Americans. <laughs> But, then I think, but right I now, think you do have an important role in the in the in the hiring process and in the company. I think it's fundamental to actually free your time uh, to do more quality work rather than work on, a, on, on things that might be automated and uh, automated the right way. Um, One thing, okay, look, I'm feeling. Hold on, I'm feeling guilty. I got a guy who's buying me coffee to do his ads. Okay, he's paying for my coffee, and Jerry's too, even though Jerry's not here. And uh, I got to do his ad before the show's over. It should have been done a half an hour ago. Okay, so first off, <laughs> I have to tell everybody that Hire Tool is having uh, some demos online with a a great sourcer named Todd Davis. Okay, used to be with Google, Amazon. He's now with Indeed. All big famous companies, and uh, he's going to tell you how to use Hire Tool to uh, research uh, Facebook. Everybody wants to know how to pull people off Facebook because it's not always obvious. You might not be connected to them. They don't list their job titles, but there's ways to find out. Okay, so go and take a look at that. That's tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And in case you don't know it. Hire Tool is the super duper sourcing tool. You go to hiretool.com. You don't have to know Boolean. You put in the, all the parameters of your search in just regular English. It translates it into a search string. Searches a wide, wide range of websites like LinkedIn, like Facebook, like uh, uh, GitHub and Stack Overflow. Gives you a ranked list of candidates back. It guesses who's going to be ready to leave, what the people are earning. And uh, it's also very good at uh, delivering personal and professional uh, email addresses and phone numbers. So go check it out at Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. What, what were you saying when I cut you off, Hamlet? 
Uh, the, the, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a matter of just uh, helping companies. Oh, to we're still talking about if we like part. recruiters or not. No, no, I got something else that <laughs> before the show's over. Hey, I, I one recruiters. thing that really upset me that, uh, that he said was, I don't think anybody caught this. When, when he was talking about a boss that has, was taking credit for his work, he said he left his office once for eight weeks. Yeah. But yeah, it's I Europe. thought I That's thought crazy. Europe. Oh, my That's goodness. Europe, I can get done over there. <laughs> that happened here. <laughs> eight okay. weeks. Well, he, he, he sent he, – he, maybe it was paternity leave. I don't know. But he sent uh, – he sent he I read his article and he linked to an article on recruiter, recruiting daily by Matt Charney. I didn't know he was such an egghead, okay? But I read this and it's written for recruiters. I didn't understand it, so I told uh, Amleto that I'm going to ask him on the show and here it is. I'm going to read slowly everybody. This is what Matt says. For intelligence, artificial or otherwise, to be achieved, cognition must occur. And so far, while we've gotten deontology down pat, deontology, you can't ever achieve any sort of simulated neurological functioning without ontology, which we're finding out is much harder to code into our core stacks. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hamlet, do you know what that means? Can you tell me? Yes. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I explained very explained very literally, but um, so it's uh, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence. There's a lot of claims that artificial intelligence can solve problems, and uh, the problem with that claim is actually we haven't really understood the the problem in the first place. So to give you an example, um, artificial in intelligence is currently at the at the equivalent of being brain dead. It's just wow. going to take a long time to get CV. there. Yes, the best CV. So, but what the technology does is only overlaps uh, words, uh, keywords that are on the CV with the keywords that are on the job ad. Okay? So, the problem is that you can't apply artificial intelligence that way because you don't know what actually makes a good CV a good CV in the first place. You could lie on the CV and the artificial intelligence will never catch it. So the fact that we're talking a lot in recruitment as in many other areas of uh, artificial intelligence as a problem solver is actually not real. It's, a, it's, a, it's marketing, uh, but as in many different places. So you can apply artificial intelligence, the more sophisticated way of artificial intelligence, of machine learning, uh, on problems that are already being fixed uh, manually. And once they're fixed manually, ma machine learning will accelerate the speed uh, of fixing the problem. Okay, the yeah, well, you know, I put Jerry to sleep. Uh, yeah, uh, he's not here, but if he was uh, <laughs> here, he'd be asleep. Okay, I'm not even going to ask you what deontology means. Final statements. I'm going to speak for Kathy. Kathy's saying, don't underestimate recruiters, okay? That's her <laughs> message. Michael G. Cox. Michael G. Cox, final words? I'm good, man. You guys have a good one. Hasta luego. Okay. And, and, and Flutter, Amleto, final words? Do you have something that you'd like to say goodbye oh, to? No. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plug, your, plug your product. Go check us out at F-L-U-T-T. R dot I N uh, dot I N dot I N yeah. Y I N yes, dot I N it's flattering it's why to be, why not dot com uh, why not dot com because it was it cuter was <laughs> it was cute with the I N <laughs> somebody else had it okay well no, that, that yeah. means you got to change your name for sure take it off I N oh, make it make it dot com okay that was a great show actually uh, do, much better than I expected. When what? we do the change, we'll be back on the show. I'll be back okay. on the show okay. when we do the change. Okay, event. great. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.